messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks, as we like to say. That's right, we're here to talk commercials. We're talking good ones, we're talking bad ones, and we're talking ones where people say weird shit like this. Look at that! I mean, that's a kink! (laughs) My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Paz. Hey, Beavs. Hi, Andrew. I love that drop. You found that. I did. It's for it's for a, one of those hoses that's like real lightweight and small, and it crinkles up real mm-hmm. small. And it's it's called the Silver Bullet, and it could not sound more like a sex toy commercial. It's called the Silver Bullet. It's called bullet. the Silver Bullet. He says that. several. I mean, that's a kink. He talks about kinks. He talks about. <laughs> Look at my pocket hose a lot. What? A lot. And it's Al from Home Improvement. I thought that guy looked familiar. Which is just, it's pretty amazing. So they are doing that knowingly then. If so, it's right on the line. Because like, are a bunch of writers just like writing pocket hose, look at that, that's a kink, and it's called the silver bullet. I mean, and nobody's I know it's, putting this together. I know it seems impossible that it couldn't be knowing, and yet it's played straight. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we are here to talk about commercials coming up today. Um, Vives, I got a message from you today. You were at work. You said, I, I'm sitting, I was in the middle of a team meeting. You were in the middle of a team meeting and you had an idea for a quiz to give me on the show. I, How were you inspired? I was inspired because one of my coworkers, so we have this policy. If you get to go to a conference, um, you know, you travel for work, you go to a conference, you have to come back and present something that you learned so that it's in some way professionally developing sure. you and like also your coworkers. You got to come back with more than just a hickey. Exactly. Right. We more more than just the clap. <laughs> and so and Now I'm interested in the conference <laughs> you went to. So anyway, one of my uh, We also have a policy at this house <laughs> about what you come back with when you go to a conference. Uh, so one of my coworkers went to uh, she she is in charge of like our ad buys and things. Uh, so she's kind of like the most marketing commercial facing person in our team. She went to this advertising uh, conference on the East Coast and she kind of came back with these interesting factoids about like how how quickly people stop listening to ads, how infrequently their eyes are on ads when they're watching us TV, they're having another screen in front of their face that they, you know, all these like little details about how much people basically hate to watch advertising, basically. So one of the things that jumped out at me as a little fact was it takes 0.5 seconds for someone who's watching a commercial to understand that they're watching a commercial. And if they know that commercial already to, uh, to know what product they're looking at, 0.5 seconds. Like, and it takes even less time. It takes like a few milliseconds, basically, to know if they're if they're emotionally if they like it or hate it. Even uh, for a commercial they've never seen before, it takes them point five seconds to realize that it's a commercial for a specific product for something. Yeah, yeah, that that it, that it is in fact a commercial. So I got thinking, like, you know, those radio commercials that they used to have. They probably still do, where they'll have like a you know sort of like a, a competition to see who can name a song like i can name that song in five seconds and all i can name it in four oh, seconds yeah and you try to name it and as quickly as possible oh so were you not good at those i don't well, i don't think i'm good at these things in general but <laughs> well what i did i'll was, give it a go i'll I, give it the old college try well here's how my quiz works okay 
these are five commercials for products that you know well. They're they're commercials you've certainly seen. Most of them are ones we've ta- we've probably talked about. I went back through our old show sheets and found commercials. They're definitely not obscure. Uh huh. The products, however, are not named for some amount of seconds into the commercial. So for the first one, you've got 15 seconds to name that product. And with each second that passes, you lose a point. So you have a total of 15 points for that one. And if you get all the way to zero and they name oh, the product, okay. you lose all the points. Oh, interesting. And you can have a total, if you, if you were to, let's say, name it in the first second of every commercial, you could get a total of 113 points. So... Well, well, I guess I'd have to name it before one second. It'd have to be at 0.5 seconds. Yeah. So just for the record, when I make quizzes for you, it is like a, a building process. It's positive. It's, hey, look how many points you can walk away with. This, I can only lose points. But you can get over 100 points. I start. What There's if I just, so many points. What if I just start with I my I wish 100- I could ever get 100 points okay. on one of your quizzes. What if I start with 113 points? Sometimes I find out later that it wasn't even a quiz. I was just being gaslighted. And we weren't being gaslighted or gaslit. Um, what if I just take all my points at the beginning and say I'm, I'm, I'm going to the bar? No, they're not yours. They're no. mine to give you, but I, I can uh, I only give you the ones that you earn. And it's a dollar a point. You're going to give me a dollar. It's a dollar a point. point. At the end. All right. Well, we're not going to start with that. Uh, we will get to that in a little bit. Also, we're going to check in with you guys. The Ad Council. I um, have been going through some emails today. Some got somebody with a new uh, a suggested new segment for our show that I'm excited to tell you about. Vives. Um, also, as, as may be clear from some of our recent shows, we are. <laughs> You know, on the market. We, we knew we were on the market. Um, also, you played for me an old... Uh, no, no, it was, a, it was during our Batman show. A bat, like it was Adam West as Batman from the 1960s, but it was a commercial asking kids to buy uh, bonds, Yeah, right? like war bonds. Stamps. War stamps. Um, and we got a listener who uh, sent us... There's a whole uh, Superman movie, like a half-hour movie that used to play in theaters back in the 50s that the government made, starring it's Reeves. Starring uh, George, George Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play some of that for cool. you. We have a bunch of cool stuff, actually, uh, including somebody uh, noted that I'm just getting back from Australia and wanted to uh, tell me about a famous old Australian ad campaign that I knew nothing about that apparently was, it ran for decades and decades and it was kind of iconic in its own way. And it is... It is an out there. It is an, it is out there. <laughs> exactly. You know, I spent a week in the outback and I still can't do the accent. But actually, let's start there. If you don't mind, I don't want to make the, a huge deal of this, but I did just get back from overseas. I never got to be that kid in college, right? Who like comes back from Europe and he's like, "Oh, I'll just take the lift." Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. What, what do you call them here in the states again? Um, but I did pick up I watched a little bit of TV when I was there, so I wanted to share some observations with I'm you. I'm a settler. I'm a farmer's wife on a dry and barren run A convict and a free man I became Australian I'm the daughter of a digger Never has there been a country that embraces its criminal past with such pride as Australia. Yes, yeah, do you find that that's really visible in, in the culture? Like, does it... Do you, did you experience that pride in any kind of like notable way i didn't i was talking to my friend beverly who lives over there she's a canadian who lives there now and she pointed out to me that like yeah there are people in the same way we will like 
some Americans will talk about tracing their ancestry back to the pilgrims or something. There are people who will, you know, trace their history back to the first fleet, the the, the criminals who the came convict over. Ships. Yeah, the convict ships, and there's pride there. Um, one thing I noticed in the limited amount of TV that I watched was it seemed like there were a lot of PSAs. Now, that might have to do with the fact that there's a lot more, like, pretty straight-up government-funded broadcasting there. Like, most of the TV I was watching was the ABC channel, which is kind of like our NPR or PBS, except there's no um, donations from listeners. It's all... It's more like the BBC, I guess. It's just, you know, government-funded. by the government. Yeah, and that seemed to be, like, my speed of, you know programming that I wanted to watch, like the morning show, which they call the bre- they call them breakfast shows there, by the way. Um, and uh, and so maybe that's why I was seeing a lot of PSAs, but it seems like it's more ingrained in their culture. Even in the news show, there were um, like segments that seemed very, um, you know, like educational, like on various diseases. I'm trying to remember which one I saw, but like they just dedicated a a segment of their morning magazine show to some disease that was such a PSA, right? right? They can sort of be more about public service because they are in fact a public service. Yeah, and that must be part of the mandate or just kind of part of the DNA of the shows there. In fact, Beverly, the woman who I just mentioned before, a good, dear friend of both of ours um, from our old days in New Hampshire, who lives over there now. She works for the ABC. She works for the radio side yeah, of the like ABC. She's like kind of a big wheel over there. Yeah, actually. she hosts a show over there. I would uh, promote it, but I can't remember it's the not damn a race. name. No, well, she did. Check out her podcast, It's Not a Race. That's on hiatus right now, but she hosts a culture show over there. Oh, now I didn't too. know about yeah. that. Um, anyway, um, so... Here's one. I found some of these PSAs kind of confusing. Not though. I'm not talking about the uh, the ones that are in the journalism program. I'm talking about the 30 second PSAs. There must be something going on with water right now, or there's something called the Royal Life Saving Commission or something like that. And maybe their I think their big focus is on preventing drownings, mm-hmm. which is just a very. It seems so specific to me, but they twice, are a surf culture. They are a surf culture. A lot of water, a lot of undertow. They're an island, um, but I saw twice on two different days a what I'll call a rock block of three PSAs all aimed at various kinds of water safety. The one that I spent literally hours looking for today and also recorded ABC streams its breakfast show um, for anybody. So I like recorded four hours of it today, tried to catch all the commercial breaks. They never re-aired this. But one of them showed a police officer. I don't know if they call them Bobbies there or not. But she is in a bathtub fully dressed in her... That's right, Genevieve. The Bobby was a woman. Fully- That's what I was picturing. <laughs> now who's sexist? <laughs> Fully dressed in like her police officer's uniform, including like the goofy police officer's hat. And she's in the tub with a baby. And she's going through the process of showing us how you're supposed to bathe the baby using like a cup of water so that, you know, you don't accidentally drown your baby. That's about 30 seconds. Then the middle one was this scary uh, PSA where there's a kid playing near the edge of a pool he's outside his home it looks like a pretty you know upper middle class house the dad is out there playing with them the mom goes inside and then the dad takes a phone call on a cell phone and he kind of stops paying attention to the kid a little bit the kid walks up to the pool's edge hi mate no 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 yeah no 
hear that ominous sound. Yeah, I do. The kid gets up and he walks to the pool's so edge. This feels like an, uh, one of those uh, Final Destination movies. Now, suddenly the pool water starts rising. It and really actually is like a Final Destination movie. The water is approaching the kid. Thank you. Dad's not I'll paying attention, of course. The water is now covering the kid's toys. It's almost picking up like a wave-like feature. Now suddenly the mom realizes that the dad's not paying attention. She comes running out of the house and the water recedes back into the pool. It was all just a dream. Water. It's only safe while you're watching. So like the water, it's almost like every, you know, you put it, when you look away from a gun, it becomes loaded. Right. It's only safe while you're watching. And that is, again, the royal life-saving Institution, I can't remember what they're exactly called. That's their whole thing the about ro- water Royal saving. Life Saving. Yeah, I think that's just the name of it, Royal Life Saving. Um, and then there was a third one that had, and I can't find this one. It was like a grandfather playing with two kids in the pool. And it, it was kind of similar. It was a little bit goofier than this one. But one thing that I noticed, and one thing I noticed today in doing a lot of searching on Australian PSAs is they tend to go one of two ways. One is super dark. I almost put together a montage or collection of Australian dark PSAs for you, but honestly, they were bumming me the F out. Yeah, too, like they too put, sad. They're too, they, they really go for a shock and awe approach over there with their PSAs. Um, the other way they go is really cute musicals. And a lot of them are like uh, accompanied with super cute animations. This is a, a big one. Somebody sent this to me, um, uh, like a TBTL listener sent this one to me. It's called Dumb Ways to Die. And this is specifically for safety around their metro system. And this was a huge viral hit back in 2012. Apparently, they got tons of like free media on this thing. Everybody was watching it. It's a three-minute song with super cute animation. Almost, uh, I don't know how to describe It's very twee kind of... Um, simple animation of these little creatures that are just little blobs and they're running around and the song is called Dumb Ways to Die and as the song describes all the ways these all the ways you can die these cute little things are going through it and it's both gross and cute at the same time but the thing is they never even get to transit safety until the very very end of the song Set fire to your hair Poke a stick at a grizzly bear Eat medicine that's out of date Use your private parts as piranha bait Now, (laughs) so these are like, how would you describe these? Almost like a... They're like little, they're sort of minion shaped. They're kind of, you know, capsule shaped characters. Just like barely anthropomorphized, you know, ovals with little stick arms and legs. And that one, jumped, the one that used its private parts as piranha bait, jumped in the water um, and then jumps out again. And it's all skin. It's just all bones beneath the waist, I want to yes. say, with like little piranhas hanging off of its bony pelvis. We see the blue one. His hair catches fire. The bear just chomps the other one in half and it keeps dancing around. It no longer has a top half and it's spurting little blood out of it. Yeah, it's like it's pretty explicit without being gross. And I always describe this type of animation this way, and it probably doesn't make tons of sense, but it has a sort of Portland sense to it. I remember there was a, a PSA for the um, healthcare exchanges here in the States. And yeah, the you've one seen for, this style of animation. Yeah. I mean, it's very popular now. They're, it's just very, very cute and twee and lots of sort of pastel um, colors. It's, it's very cute. Don't 
Now these four characters are dancing around and still on fire, still bleeding, still getting eaten by fish. Get your toast out with a fork. Do your own electrical work. Teach yourself how to fly. Eat a two-week-old unrefrigerated pie. Now there's eight characters who are in various, I guess, stages of demise. So many dumb ways to die. Invite a psycho killer inside. Where is the three-minute song finding an audience? Apparently, this thing was just shared online like crazy. And let me see here. Uh, Dumb Ways to Die is an Australian public service announcement. This is from, I think, Wikipedia. Uh, made by Metro Trains in Melbourne, Victoria, uh, to promote railway safety. So far, nothing about railway safety at all. The campaign video went viral through sharing and social media starting in November of 2012. Uh, within two weeks, it had generated at least $50 million worth of global media value in addition to more than 700 uh, media stories for a fraction of a cost of one TV ad. So it did go viral by not being explicitly about trains until the very, very, very end here. So we've heard about all these different ways to die. The yeah, um, like fi- body count. There's like 15 little dead capsules dancing around. Dancing around. Now we're at about the two-minute mark. Dress up like a moose during hunting season. Disturb a nest of wasps for no good reason. Stand on the edge of the train station platform Drive around the boom gets at a level crossing Run across the tracks between the platforms They may not rhyme but they're quite possibly So finally at the end, they throw it in the end. They say it doesn't rhyme, but they're the dumbest ways yeah, to die. Yeah, it, it is very noticeable when they lose the rhyme scheme. Yeah, it really is. This thing apparently was huge in Australia. Um, it reminds me of another one that a listener sent in to me. This one I love the chorus of. It's uh, produced by the Northern Territories. This is way up there in the outback. And it's called Be Crocwise. <laughs> not to get eaten by a crocodile. Kind of similar approach to the animation. You gotta be crockwise if you're hanging near the water. Keep a sharp eye on your son and daughter. If you fish from a boat, keep away from the side, cause the crocodile's mouth gonna open up wide. Don't hunt by yourself if you're fishing with a spear. Always make sure that someone else is near. Cause you don't have eyes in the back of your head. And if a crocodile's behind you, you might find yourself dead. In the rivers of the sea, there are crocs unseen. And now there's bigger small than they're moving upstream. Crocodiles are deadly, just remember that they're deadly. If you're hanging around the water, you gotta use your head. Now this, I know that they're New Zealanders, but this really sounds like a Flight of the Concourse song to me. I love the chorus. Like, I legit love this chorus. I wish someone would cover this. Life on a day or a whim. Crocodiles can move around to any waterway. What was safe to swim the other week might not be safe today. Even if you think that you know it's safe to swim, you're gonna risk your life if you jump right in. In the rivers of the sea, there were crocs unseen. Now the biggest mob and they're moving upstream. Crocodiles are deadly, just remember that they're deadly. If you're hanging around the water, you gotta use your head, see? Pretty cute, right? That's super informative. Yeah, right? They're really explaining how like crocodiles can get into bodies of water that you wouldn't necessarily think they could get into because like the waters can rise and you know they're amphibious. 
It's great. And again, that's a full two and a half minute song. They're just like making these things that people want to watch. Yeah, I love Be Crockwise. <laughs> I love that hook. That is fantastic. I want to go back to the 80s, but you were Googling over there when I was doing the, um, when I was talking about the water safety yeah, stuff. Yeah, so last year, the Royal the Royal Life Saving uh, does a national drowning report every year. And last year, there were almost 250 drowning deaths um, in Australia, which I don't know if that's like a lot or a little. I don't know. I mean, it's not that many people who live there, but right. seems like a lot. Um, also, I wonder if those deaths are, you know, those are, does that include everything bathtub to pool to Well, I'm ocean? so glad you asked because I actually have those statistics. Um, so this is the breakdown of those statistics. Um, 110 were in coastal waterways, 61 rivers, creeks, and streams, 33 in swimming pools, Hmm. And 20 in lakes, dams, and lagoons. Coastal waters, not coastal waterways. So I assume that's just the ocean. Hmm. No bathtubs. Um, they didn't mention bathtubs. So I guess the PSA I saw is working with the bobby in the tub. Oh, the bobby in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. Did better. Babe, but, but, the, but the swimming pool, the 33 in swimming pools, they need to... I need to start playing that one with the dad on the phone. Board. Yeah, and the one with the grandpa I couldn't find. Um, this is one from the 80s that I, I was just like looking at people, you know, look, I don't know, people were writing about Australian PSAs and somebody had um, this on their roundup of PSAs they remembered as a kid growing up in Australia. This one is supposed to teach you to uh, avoid getting skin cancer. It's called Slip Slop Slap. The sun's shining down, it's so desperate to brown But skin cancer isn't so hot, no it's not Now this is a bird that is dancing This is very 80s style animation um, Like we would have seen here too Kind of like maybe Schoolhouse Rocky, only a little bit goofier Very much, yeah, yeah. that style, absolutely That 70s animation style and So this bird is singing directly to us So if you take a run or work in the sun Should you sizzle like a sausage? Most certainly not Be especially careful about small kitties Just say these simple words Slip, slop, slap It sounds like a breeze when you say it like that Slip, slop, slap In the sun this summer say Slip, slop, slap slop, slap Slip on a shirt, slap on sunscreen, and slap on a hat. It took me a while to get there. I was waiting for them to explain it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which one is the slip? Which is the slap? So slip on a shirt, slap on some sunscreen, and slap on a hat. Right. So simple. Slip, slap, slap. I thought that was pretty cute. No longer running, I think. Very cute. Um, this one is kind of weird. So while I was over there, I was wondering, hey, how did Australia become independent from the UK, right? Like, obviously, here in the United States. Well, I guess they're not completely I mean, independent, really. Yeah, they're they, still they under just the sort crown. of, like, eased off of the, the gas a little bit on governance. Right. And there was no, like, violence involved or anything. They basically, in 19, I think, 01, they... I think petitioned parliament in Britain and they just signed legislation and they gave them uh, autonomy. And this is a PSA that ran back in 2001 celebrating Australia's centennial. And it begins with a dad. He's working in his little office or something at home. And his son comes in and asks him these history questions. Hi, Dad. Who's the first American president? George Washington. 
And who was the first Prime Minister of Australia? Can't ask you, Mother. The dad doesn't know. He looks a little ashamed that he doesn't know who his first Prime Minister was. Mom! What kind of country would forget the name of its first Prime Minister? <laughs> I've got no idea. Couldn't tell you. Having a clue. I don't know. I think that's Perhaps a shit like this. Because in 1901, our nation was created with a vote, not a war. In peace, not in anger. So it starts off very self-deprecating, like, we don't know who our founders are. <laughs> and then it's, but then it gets boastful because because we were founded with a vote, not violence, right? Yeah. Sorry about the accent. It's not great. We're as dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> That's terrible. That it's, was awful. It's very weird. It's a very weird message. In peace, not in anger, that we take our beginnings for granted. No idea. Don't know. I'm not sure. The Centenary of Federation in 2001 is a time to celebrate those beginnings and to ask ourselves what kind of country we want for the future. I think it was Bart. Baden. Because although we're building on a strong foundation, the Australia of tomorrow will be what we make it. It was Edmund Barton. I knew that. Boy, that would be crazy, though. People like didn't know who George Washington was. Right? Um, would you like to know some facts about crocodile attacks? I would. For... How much that commercial was great, but also sort of made it sound like there were crocodiles in every waterway, and also that is what I was led to believe by Crocodile Dundee. It's a pretty infrequent occurrence. Um, Since 1985, there have been um, 33 crocodile attacks in a... Oh. Since when? Uh, since nineteen eighty five, and this is just Queensland, so I don't oh, know if this oh. is like representative of all the provinces, provinces, territories, states, states. I don't know the subdivisions. Let's say, uh, but of those thirty three attacks, I'm sorry, of those thirty three attacks, eleven of them were fatal. So wow, this is just a. This is not probably representative, or this isn't probably the numbers for the whole country, but you know. Fewer than 20 people died in Queensland for, since 1985 from crocodile attacks. In Queensland alone. Um, 85, though. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a long time. I saw a crocodile when I was there, but it was behind a cage. I saw two of them, actually. Oh, is it like it was a... in that weird little zoo thing behind the Pink Panther Hotel way up in Larima. Did they, do you think they did eat that guy? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, all right, I'm going to play one more PSA for you. This is one. Yeah, I should say these statistics don't address how many pe- how many already dead people were fed to crocodiles. Right, right, which that's going to be probably the majority of crocodile <laughs> killings. Um, this was produced back in 2014, and this also went very viral. I saw a lot of news stories about this one. This I told you before that um, the PSAs tend to be very dark there. I, I saw some shit today, by the way, watching some of these, like disturbing. One, like anti-sexting thing where a girl is victimized in school, like um, one about uh, how kids see their parents when they're drunk that was just downright terrifying. Wow. Um, this one is, is supposed to keep kids from being truants, if I'm using that correctly. And it's a very... It seems like a very like kind of sunny Southern California kind of vibe. It's like beach going kids, you know. So these are like your Australian surfers, and you see them sneaking out of a house. Everything is just sun drenched and beautiful. As they're leaving town, you see a bunch of their stodgy uh, classmates behind like kind of a, a 
a gated area of school saying, you can't run away. But all these cool, like really, really, really beautiful teens are all hopping in like a mini bu- in a minibus with their surfboards and they go to the beach. And I'll, I'll play it for you here, Veeves. At one point, two of them start making out. I think it's pretty sexual. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so far it's like a Corona commercial. Yeah. They're, they're kind of taking off their school clothes and getting in their bathing suits. It's very sexy. They throw away the map. They're just out adventuring. And they run into they run through like a gap in the fence to the beach. Yeah, you see that they're they're trespassing here. They've they kind of found a cut in the or a hole in the fence and they're sneaking through that. The music's like pretty literal. Yes. Yeah, they're frolicking in the water, and this one couple, they kind of start making out here, right right on the shore. She kisses him, and then she starts guiding him away from the beach. Clearly, the implication here is that she wants to go kind of over into the brush and maybe uh, take this makeout session up a notch. Now, she's <laughs> running on the beach, and all of a sudden, she just explodes. Did she step on a landmine? That's exactly what she did. Guts fly everywhere. It is too graphic. <laughs> and they splatter all over one of her friends, the guy that she was going to make out with. <laughs> then he explodes, too, because he landed on a mine when he fell backwards. Get out of here! The friends go running. He says to the girl that he's running with, you're slowing me down. So he takes off faster, leaves her behind, and then These he explodes. These kids don't understand how landmines work. No. Neither, it's not a speed game. Neither do the producers, I think. Now she's just stand left. Now we've got Final Girl. This really is, reads like a horror movie. It's blood and guts are everywhere. She's on her knees on the beach. Covered in blood. Now we're going to see a sign. That fence that they cut a hole into and ran through, we see the sign now says, Restricted area, no trespassing beyond this point, explosive testing site. Now we're going to see the the little log line at the end here. This is what happens when you slack off. No, it is not. Stay in school. And it's brought to you by something called Learn for Life Foundation. Let me just stop you really quickly, because if you're thinking this seems like bullshit, this is bullshit. Yes. But the country truly was fooled by this. This was created by a couple of guys who actually make commercials, but they're also comedians. And they, the day they released this to let it go viral, they also created a fake website around it, around oh, this smart. fake foundation thing. And a lot of people were like covering this as a news story, like <laughs> especially internationally. Like, nice. look at how gore! I told yeah, you, Australian all, PSAs all you are just a, get so dark, right? And they just created this whole thing. And I, I kind of followed the coverage. You can still find plenty of news stories 
stories about like how over the top this is, but you can also find early ones. For, I, like kudos to Slate who like wrote this piece. Like we think this is fake. Yeah. Like there's nothing about this organization. It seems like they registered pretty newly or whatever. Yeah. So the whole thing was a lot. I'm glad somebody, <laughs> right? You know, applied the smell test here. But I do think it speaks to a country where. There are some really, really dark things in PSAs that they even thought for a second that this could be a real thing. Yeah. It's pretty shocking, right? I mean, it's upsetting, but it, and it really does um, play like a horror movie. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's extremely well made in terms of production values. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it like, it's, it's very, it's like note perfect for, for what the, what it's trying to get, do, do to you. Okay. Well, that's my, uh, I spent the summer in Europe portion of the show so shall well, we thank get you for the... sharing a little bit of that of your experience with me sure through the we... lens of marketing should we get on with the uh, quiz here yeah here he comes here comes speed racer he's a demon on wheel he's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone all right so this is where we find out if i'm a speed racer yes yeah, so as i explained at the top I'm going to play this these commercials for you. You have, and I'll tell you how many seconds you have for each one to get it before you lose all the points. And I'm going to try to, I'll stop it when you, when you name the correct commercial correctly or name the product correctly, and we'll note down the, the points that you got. Okay. Do you want this bell or is that too many things going on That's over there? That's too many things. All right. Should I ring the bell? How about this? You I'll can ring, ring the, the bell. bell like I'll, I'll buzz in. I'll ring in. Well, no, you don't, you don't want to lose time. It's all about time. Well, I think you should stop it when the bell rings. All right. Oh, because if I don't get it right, you're going to want me to keep guessing, huh? Yeah. All right. So I can't use the bell. Don't use the bell. There's all no right. place for the bell. See, what I usually do is I start with the bell and then work backwards <laughs> with my quizzes. But you know what? This is your moment. So That's right. all right, I'm going to turn your computer up over here. Okay. And hopefully, I don't, I'm not very good at firing audio, so I'm hoping this will work. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Why? So what you in the mood for? Steakhouse? Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse? Oh, Bill, sir. Credit card. How much you give me? As in, like, Steakhouse Cheeseburger from Wendy's? Wendy's. Oh, I'm sorry. Zero points. Hmm. That was Wendy's Girl. Remember Wendy's Girl? What you got there? I've got a better salad. You hated Wendy's Girl. Of course, but we've all seen these ads. Yeah. I did, you'd seen that particular one before? Oh, yeah. So many what times. was going on? He was in a steakhouse. He couldn't afford it. They cut up his credit card or something? She, she's meeting him, him for a date, and he mm. says, like, where do you want to go? And she says, a steakhouse. And he's like, suddenly, you know, flashes to, like, oh my gosh, it's going to be too expensive. But she doesn't mean a steakhouse steakhouse. She means Wendy's, as you do right, when right, you right. say steakhouse. If you actually want to go to a steakhouse, then you explain. Right. No, a place where they serve steaks right. in a house. Exactly. If you right. say steakhouse, the first assumption you would make is, you know, like Wendy's. Right, right, right. Okay, I got that. So how am I doing so far? So far, so bad. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was, um, and that one was a quick one. Everything else, you get more time. That one was the, really right. the fastest one. Right. And I think you're going to do uh, have a better time with the rest of these. All right. You ready? Number yes. two. So uh, your seat good? Get the mirrors all adjusted. You can see everything okay? Just stay off the freeways, all right? I don't want you going out on Super. the Yay, you got it right. All right. There's the bell. All right. I know this. He's talking to his, his daughter. Yes, right? we did oh, this. The, she starts off as a little baby because that's how he's seeing her. But that's then at the end, right, we see Daddy. That, right. So how many seconds in? Uh, that was nine seconds in, and you had a total of... Um, oh, shoot. Come here. 
Uh, 28. So okay. 28 minus 9 is 19. A, a 19. That's what I was going to say. A 19. A 19. A 19. So I got 19 points there? Yeah. Because you, you, we shave off whatever you didn't get okay. it, however long it took you. All right. All right. So good job. You want to yeah. hear, hear the rest of that one? Um, sure. Just leave your phone in your purse. I don't want you texting. Daddy, okay. Okay. Daddy okay. I love that commercial. Really I love that cute. daddy okay. We talked about this Be one careful. for uh, daddies Thanks, and daughters, daddy. right? Yeah. Call me, but not while you're driving. We knew this day was coming. That's why we bought a Subaru. All I right. Added a yay for me. Yes. Yay. All right. So, how many more? Uh, three more. Okay. And this one, you got 24 seconds. Okay. A gamer can be a professional. Oh, um, Geico. Very good. That is five seconds in. That is Peter Pan. It's my Geico. boy. That's right. Oh, all right, I want to listen to the rest of the one. I just like this one. <laughs> uh, all right, so you had what? How many points do you have? Minus five. So Thomas Corcosa. Nope. Douglas Morosa. Hey man. Hey Peter. Oh. <laughs> Joanne, is that you? It's me. You don't look a day over seventy, am I right? If you're Peter Pan, you stay young forever. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. Um, what's his name? Um, it is. Oh, you can't remember now. Oh, that makes me feel that's, better. That's because you, you poisoned the well. Um, Barboska? Barboska. Okay. I think that's right. All right. You, that was also 19 points because you had 24 right. total and you, you did it in five. So okay. great job. What I, you know, I was reading about the um, script spelling bee this weekend. You heard about that, right? Eight winner, winners. Yes, the I've been winners. seeing a lot of coverage that's like, all right, everybody, like, I think it's time to pack it up. Maybe. Or they need to kind of tweak their system a little bit because obviously it's different in this day and age. But the one thing that I loved, my favorite thing about this article was um, that people say, people who've gone through this before, that the kids aren't playing against each other, but they're playing against the dictionary. And apparently these kids, like in these final rounds when they nobody was losing, apparently they were coming back to their seats and everybody was congratulating each other. And there isn't so much like, I want you to do badly so that I can win. It's mm-hmm. like they see it not against each other, but them versus the dictionary, which is really cool. And I f- see myself versus the clock, right. not me versus you. Let me say this about the spelling bee. I... I think that's true. I don't think that it's a bunch of like mean kids. I, I'm happy for the kids, but there are a couple things that I think are are not great. One is the only way to win now, like anything, is to be someone who can spend a, a crazy amount of money. Yeah. It's become an elite sport, which yeah. it really didn't need to be. I went through. I was so curious about this because of an article I read said you used to be able to win this contest by spelling croissant. Mm. And so I went through this Grips website has the winning word for every year since the thing started. Oh. So I went through and just clicked through every single word. And until like 1985, let's say, I at least knew the meaning of al- almost every word that that came that I saw. Now, could I have definitely spelled each of them correctly? Maybe not. But it was at least a familiar word to me that I would have read, you know, as a just as a, you know, fairly broad reader by the time it gets to like the 1980s it starts being like very very obscure like medical terms and like very like jargony stuff that you would only know if you are studying words not if you just like to read do you think i can spell croissant i don't know try it i don't think i can i am a terrible speller just try it c r 
O I S S A N T. I think that's croissant. how it's, I think that's how it's spelled. You think so? Yeah. Wow. And that was a winner one year. That was a winner. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably in like the 60s or something. If I can get that right. Yeah, exactly. That's huh. you used to be able to be a fucking moron and win that thing. <laughs> now America's kids got spelling. Now America's right. kids got <laughs> I spelling. I think that's a joke that Luke made on the show today, so I won't take credit for that one. <laughs> um, all right, so, all right, so you Okay, got so I'm winning. Points. I'm beating the dictionary is what we're saying. Uh, well, you got 38 points right now. Okay. Um, and remember your total, it'll be out of 113. Okay. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. This is, a, you have uh, 23 seconds. 23 and me. When it comes to being better, what's better? Being better or worse? Better! Okay, and what are you better at? I know this. I'm better at telling jokes. I know this. Okay, let's see what you got. It's Knock the off. kid in Who's the... there? Queen. Queen who? I know this. Queen my dishes, please. Queen. It's queen to make it funny. <laughs> I love this he commercial. It's not complicated. Better is better. And AT&T is the... AT&T. I'm sorry. You did not I get there. I got it in there. I got one second. You did not get there. All right. No, I didn't get there. But that... See, I think this is interesting because of the, the kind of underlying thesis of our show when we started it, which is... You can it have is. a great commercial that's and right. not remember the product. I, that did you is, know it was for a cell phone company? No. That's one of my favorite commercials, actually. Yeah. Certainly of that year. I mean, that guy talking to those kids... It seems like they had real charisma. It seems like it was real off the top of their head. Yeah. Like I, that, I love that campaign. Totally forgot what it was about. I even was thinking like, oh, there's the... Um, you can the, picture it, right? The, you can picture it. The, I, I was going to yell, there was the parody uh, for uh, uh, Time is a Flat the Circle. Tr- the True Detective true parody. True Detective parody. I can tell you so much about that campaign, <laughs> but I can't tell you what it was for. And it was AT&T. So now you're asking really the right questions. <laughs> So who really lost here, me or the dictionary or AT&T? I think AT&T. I would say AT&T. Yeah, but the clock won for sure. Oh, damn it. All right, one more. This is another 23 seconds. Damn it. It's interesting. I think you're either going to get them like right away or Mm, never, you know? Uh, All right, last one. This year, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be like low fat, everything good. You'll play. Me too. Yes. That includes Hugh. Oh no! James. Oh no! Look he at you! Oh, all my pers- points are draining down the drain. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be What's like, happening? What did you say? Everything good. I said it before Me you t- hit play. All right, I think you did it at four seconds out of twenty-three. So we'll say that was a straight nineteen across the board. So all of my scores were nineteen. Either I got that. Either I got nineteen or I got zero. That's right. Wow. All right. So what is my total? So that's you got fifty-seven. I don't have a sad trombone effect. Otherwise, I would have played that there. <laughs> well, I don't even know what would have been a good score. I mean, I guess 113 would have been good. 113 would have been great. <laughs> I would have got one of those for that. All right. Before I just start playing all of my sound but I'm effects. Impre- can I just say, I did yeah. not think you were going to get that one. I knew you would know it was yogurt. Yeah, that was the first yogurt that popped in my head. Because ladies be, always be talking about yeah. yogurt. But I'm impressed that you got Yoplay. Yeah, well, it was honestly just the first yogurt that popped in my head. But. Well, there's talk about a win. Yes, exactly. That's a win for YoPlay if That's I've right. ever heard one. That's right. That's why AT&T is not having great sales for its <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me do my quiz. Yeah, that's fun. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind
Alright, this is a fun show. I'm having some trouble with my words tonight, though, so let me see if I can uh, get through this um, ad council segment and we'll... we'll uh, is it because you're thinking in Australian? Probably. I'll probably It probably is because you're still jet-lagged. I think I'm a little jet-lagged still, although I took a really long nap today. You're ca- you can't nap your way out of jet-lag. Yeah. Um... Also, like, I, all of your questions I was thinking about in kilometers. <laughs> all right. Um, I told you that uh, somebody wrote in with a new segment idea for us that I love. This is from KJ in Hong Kong. Says, I suggest you have a segment called Ad Nauseum featuring the most annoying or overexposed ad of the week. I love it. Yes, KJ. ding, ding, indeed. Solid. Genevieve will send you a book. Wait, do we have any more of those left? We don't have any more books. All right. Um, but uh, I love that idea. You are ad council of the week. Um, love that idea. Uh, also, I mentioned at the top of the show, the Batman uh, commercial for Bonds from the 60s during the Vietnam War. Well, here is the uh, Superman one I was talking about. This ran back in 1954. It was called Stamp day for superman that's stamp day for superman a black and white short film starring george reeves as superman noelle neal as lois lane i think she played her in the tv show produced by superman incorporated for the united states department of the treasury to promote the purchase of u.s savings bonds never shown theatrically it was distributed to schools as a a means of educating children about the program so i I think i misspoke before i think i said it aired in theaters yeah you did but but that makes even more sense that it would have been distributed as um propaganda that was like you were just sat in front of so here's the um plot would lois and clark come upon a robbery whilst shopping superman apprehends the burglar who claims to have to to steal because he never bothered to save his money. Like I say, it's a full 20-minute thing here, but I did timestamp this one thing where Superman has saved the day at this point, um, and he's caught the burglar, but then he has to race out of there, and he doesn't have any time to hang around because he says he has an appointment. He has somewhere he needs to be, and that place he needs to be is a school where he's giving a presentation to children underneath what appears to be, what do you call the thing... um, that uh, you get married under. Looks like a hoopa. Looks like a hoopa a little bit, only it's all bedazzled with stars and stripes. And Superman is talking to a room full of kids. Hiya, boys and gals. There can only be one Superman, of course. Did you ever think about some of the super things that you can do for yourself? Well, like saving up the money for your own vacation or for that new bike that you wanted so much. All you have to do is just put away part of your allowance or your odd job money and put it in United States saving stamps at school. Those dimes, quarters, and dollars add up mighty fast, especially when you buy them every week on stamp day. Well, the first thing you know, you'll have enough for a savings bond, just like Dad buys for the payroll savings at work. And from then on, the sky's the limit. Take it from Superman. Your mom and dad will be plenty proud of you if you're learning to save regularly. And the teachers are on your team, too. They make sure of having savings stamps at school for you to buy and remind you when it is stamp day. And so, boys and girls, be super citizens and have a super future by saving regularly with United States savings stamps at school. And keep on making me and everyone else as proud of you as we are today. Bye now. Although, on the one hand, I'm very revolted by the propaganda mm-hmm. that is being uh, shoved down these kids' throat throats. Um, 
I appreciate having Superman explain how the stamps bonds connection mm-hmm. works because I didn't think Batman did a super great no. a super great job <laughs> of explaining that connection. So I really, in that one sense, this is a very effective piece of propaganda. Here were my takeaways. Number one, boys and gals. Yeah. Interesting there. Uh, number two, he starts off very defensive. Of course, there can only be one Superman. I feel like he's saying that a lot because right. he's... Who re- are you trying to convince? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that There's some super propaganda going on right there, too. I think also oh. some super defensiveness. Exactly. Um, also, uh, only dads work. Do you notice that it's mom and dad sometimes, but it's yeah, like and also like only white make, kids go to school. Exactly, only white kids go to school, and only dads work. And um, I can't remember what my fourth observation was, um, but he certainly likes to say "super" a lot. Man, that is a real slice of the past. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, amazing. Who sent that in? That was tweeted at us uh, by Marissa. And by the way, if you want to tweet at us, um, I'm not on the Facebooks, but you can hit me up at uh, Andrew underscore Walsh on Twitter. But we do have a Facebook page where you can share these things with the group. And that is uh, after these messages show on Facebook. And Genevieve is over there. Um, I mentioned that uh, listener Dave uh, sent me in in. Australian kind of iconic old school campaign that I didn't know about ran for two decades and it was for Qantas Airlines the people who flew me and Luke uh, out to Australia so that we could have this work adventure by the way so I am 100% in the pocket of big Qantas right now nobody get it twisted Um, but it really was a great it was a great experience I didn't tell you this Vives um on the way out I've there... I've got some new Qantas pajamas to be rocking. Oh, that's right. Um, on the way out there, I flew on a, a, a plane that they were getting ready to retire. It's one of the older... And I had never been on an international flight like that before. This is one of those huge planes with a upstairs and yeah. a downstairs and, and, you know, like a huge Did you take a little walk upstairs? Row. No, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I'd get tackled. I wasn't sure if they let I the... don't think they will, but I don't think they love it. Yeah. Um, but on the way out there, they said, we're going to fly you out there. Just coincidentally, you're going to be going out on one of our oldest planes that we're retiring soon and then you're going to come back on one of our brand newest planes so the one out there was kind of interesting it was like a it must have been from the 90s because like it had a remote control that you could sort of control your tv with but it was also a phone that you could slide your credit card into <laughs> I to remember make a call this. yeah yes. and um, i remember when that was amazing and the funny thing is like it had this technology and it was from the 90s yet it still sort of had because of like the quality of the seats which were actually totally comfortable but that coarse um Material on the seats, it felt like a World War II plane, sort of. Right. I felt like it was the 90s, yet I was having this imagine this imaginarium where I was uh, <laughs> jet lag, um, where I was like <laughs> pretending I was in a, a World War II bomber. But then on the way back, Vives, we flew on one of the Dreamliners that we got to see made right here in Everett, sure, Washington. Yeah. Um, I swear, I'm not doing I'm not doing an ad for Qantas here. They don't support after these messages, no. but. Holy we can't be bought. Shit. I no, we can be. Oh, I'm sorry. We can Please. be bought. Um I wanted to take the seat back home with me. The entertainment system was so flipping cool. Damn. It's like an iPad on the back of your seat that you can do some of the things that you're used to, watch various TV shows, movies, but the stuff that they had was amazing. Like all this Hulu stuff I couldn't download on my own iPad. I was able to watch. I binged um, Castle Rock. Um, you know how you can call up the thing where you can watch your airplane go across yes. the sky? You can do like all kinds of 360 visualizations of that. Ooh, like you can totally... Because that's my favorite.
favorite show on any it, airplane. It's really amazing. You can customize it. Especially when you're like way out over the out. ocean. Yes, and like when we were on the when we were on the runway, it looked like we were just floating above the runway like a video game. It was really slick. Like yeah, I was great. so bummed when I realized, oh, my very last leg of the trip was not a Qantas flight. It was Alaska. And you know I love Alaska, right? Like, we only fly Alaska yeah. in this house if possible. Um, but I was kind of like, oh, I have to leave my Qantas TV <laughs> behind. I was like, can I just take this seat back with me? I brought a, a hacksaw that I started sawing the seat top off with. And that's why you bailed me out of airplane jail on Sunday. Right. Um, anyway, all of that is to say Dave sent us in this campaign for Qantas that started in the late 60s and ran all the way through, I believe, the early 90s or the late 80s, um, at least 20 years. Um, oddly, it featured a grumpy koala bear, not a cartoon koala bear, not uh, any kind of like this, not a man dressed up as a koala bear. It's a real koala bear. The very first ad kind of makes sense. The koala bear is in a tree in Australia, and the, this is what blows my mind. The tagline that lasted for two decades is, I hate Qantas. Wow. So this is an old, this is from 19, look, it's actually time stamped from the original production studio, ABC, which is probably, you know, Australian Broadcast Company, October 3rd, 1968. We, we did a show on self-deprecating taglines. I'm surprised think, we didn't come across oh, this. Oh, you're right. We did. Um, did we also do a whole, Austra how did we do our walkabout show? Was that an all-Australia show like years ago? The one with Boz, that Boz Lerman. Yeah, directed? no, it wasn't. That wasn't about us. We haven't done uh, a show that's all about Australia. I don't uh, think we did one about Canada. Anyway, this very, very, very first ad in that campaign does make sense to me. They get weirder later on, but you just see a koala outside playing in its koala bear tree. Probably a eucalyptus. They call them koala bear trees. Oh, unbearable. That's what it is. Unbearable. Tourists. Australia is crawling with tourists. And I know who's to blame. I know. Qantas. That's who. Qantas. What a name for an airline. Every day, every single day. I hate Qantas. And that's it. The pacing on this, like, the only thing weirder than the catchphrase, I hate Qantas, is the pacing on this thing. And again, like the... Uh, this is late 60s. It's not looking at the camera. It's just walking around, climbing this tree, minding its own it's business. It's just a shot of a koala climbing in a tree. With yeah. this weird voiceover. And as they go on, they get weirder. With this one as the context, it makes more sense to me. But the very first one I watched, the koala bear is just crawling up onto the airplane and like kind of taking a seat and fidgeting around and again still not very well trained or looking at the camera just complaining well, about Qantas I mean it seems like it's just a koala that they like shot for like a nature video this one but when it's on the plane I'm sure there's some sort of training involved oh, right uh, and it just is complaining about how good the um, the service is on the plane and how good the food is I mean it never makes the connection that like oh all these tourists are ruining my my natural habitat or my homeland it's just 
this grumpy ass koala hanging out on the plane. There was a, a report recently that koalas are functionally extinct because there aren't enough of them for them to like replace their species and not anymore. Oh no! I don't know if it's true because I'm looking for that now. It says there are only eighty thousand left in the world, which isn't very many. So maybe there were too many tourists. Well, that makes me sad. I will tell you, um, I saw zero koalas yeah. or evidence of koalas. Um, and that original koala that was used in this commercial, uh, his name was Teddy. At the time, he was the only male koala in the United States. So these things were shot here. Uh, he passed away in 1976 at the age of 10 at his home in the San Diego Zoo. So, I, By the way, I'm seeing other reports saying that functionally extinct headline was... Mm. Uh, sensationalized and not actually true. I want to point out that Teddy died in 1976. I was born in 1976. There is a chance that at least for a couple of months, Teddy and I lived in the same world together. Aww. I like to think so, but I don't know. I like that ad. I like that ad a lot, too. As a matter of fact, let's uh, end with that. Uh, I got a note here from Eric about a, an ad that's driving him up the wall, but let's not end the show with an ad admonishment. No. We've got a few admonishments in the chamber for a later show, but uh, we'll uh, we'll close on a happy note yeah. about poor dead Teddy. <laughs> I like to think of him as Teddy who once lived his best <laughs> life. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Well, Andrew, it's good to have you back. I missed doing a show with you last I know. week uh, since we had to record two uh, two in advance. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can check us out on the Facebook group, After These Messages group on Facebook. You can email us at After These Messages show at Gmail. And you can call us at 607-444-5597. That's right. I was going to give out my Insta, too. I've been doing more things on Instagram. It's not necessarily um, commercial related, but then it occurred to me, I don't remember what my name is on Instagram. <laughs> Do you happen to know? What yours is? Oh, I'm Radio Free Walsh on Insta. Okay. Um, I don't know what mine is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So a bunch of different ways to get a hold of us. Again, we'd love to hear your voice there. Uh, 607-444-5597 is the voicemail line. Call, sing us a jingle, ask us a question. Just check in on us. Send us some shit like this. We love when you send us shit like this. Yeah, it's next been week. so great. We've got a, we've got a few uh, listener submitted entries that we're really excited about. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, glad to be back. Thanks, Veeves. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Karachi Posse Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagons couldn't stop me. I burn headband. My eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodies.